how did I convince him? I don't think I needed to convince him. I think, uh, you know, I, you know, it's funny. There's, there's footage of, uh, another guy who wasn't, there's footage of two guys who were not picked dressed as babies. Um, uh, Asa was, Asa was cool. He was ready to go. He was game. He wanted to do it. Um, he thought it was a funny idea. Um, he's a, he, Asa is a really creative guy in general. Hello, to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your host Zeke. In this episode, I have Tim Lightell to speak about his movie, Man Baby. You can find more information about his movie by clicking the link in the description below. Alright, I'll let David content warning for Sean Lane Jules in this episode. I hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh welcome to the podcast. Hey. <laughs> so if you like to introduce yourself to the audience, then we could get started. Yeah. Hey, everybody listening to the Let's Gather podcast. I'm Tim Lytel. I am the director and producer and writer of the movie Man Baby, which is coming out August 17th. Uh, it's coming out online and it's coming out in Seattle and Portland and Los Angeles this year. And uh, yeah, thank you, Zeke, for having me on. This is this is exciting. Again, thank you for showing interest in the podcast. So the first question is, what would you, what would your origin story be, and how would you like to represent it? Yeah, my origin story is uh, that I have been making movies since I was three years old. So I guess I'm I'm kind of a mutant, <laughs> like uh, like in the X Men. I was just born this way, you know, <laughs> born making movies. I, I I came out, I think, of my mother's womb making movies. The first movie I remember making, I was three years old. Um, made a little thing with uh, He-Man action figures with my dad. And uh, yeah, and I've just been making movies ever since. That, that's my origin. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's genetic, <laughs> but it's, it's just something in me um, where I've always, I've always uh, been, been making things and making things on video. Um, and I guess in those days, that was uh, 40 years ago, because I'm 43. That was 40 years ago. Um, that was film. You know, that was that was a eight millimeter film camera that my dad had. Um, so, yeah, been making movies for, for 40 years. And this is my third feature, uh, Man Baby. It's it's a lot uh, bigger than my than my last two features, um, which were a little bit smaller and, and shot on video. This is shot on digital. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a bit, bit of a bigger production. We had a little bit more money behind it. And it's much more exciting. It's the story of a comedian named Sal Howard, who is uh, pretending to be a baby to get his wife to want to become a mother, which which I know sounds like a very strange story. And so I invite everyone to watch the trailer before they make up their mind about whether they want to see it or not. And they can see the trailer on the website, which is manbabymovie.com. So, yeah. So... Let's get started. So this start and the whole process of making a movie. How is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> process of making a movie. Um, it's, it's a lot different than when I was three years old, for <laughs> sure. Right. And it's a lot different from even when I was 30 years old. It's a lot different from when I was 20 years old. Um, I, I'll speak specifically to making this movie. Uh, started with uh, with a script, with an idea uh, that I co uh Kind of, kind of, I wouldn't say co-wrote, but 
I, I wrote a version and then I kick it to my editor um, and he'd kind of go and do revisions and kick it back to me. And we, we kind of kicked it back and forth for probably about a year writing the script for, for man baby. And, uh, and then we realized uh, we need to raise money because um, <laughs> you need money to make a movie and uh, neither one of us had any money. So we did a Kickstarter and uh, from the Kickstarter, we actually were successful and we got the money to start making the movie. Um, but that wasn't enough money to finish the movie. <laughs> and so um, we did another Kickstarter, which failed, uh, unfortunately. And so that sort of made the process a little bit longer. But, you know, we, we kept going and we kept uh, getting money here and there, you know, work, working. Uh, you know, my day job is, is video marketing. So I'm making movies in my day job too, um, just for, for corporate clients and, and, uh, for that sort of thing. So, um, so always making movies, but anyway, raising the money, getting the money together, and then finally finishing the movie, uh, eight, eight, an eight year process. So, you know, the, the actual making a movie, obviously you write a script, you shoot it, you edit it. Um, when you, when you don't have much money, um, you need a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> to make all those things happen. So, so yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah. That's that's the process of making a movie. I guess is like there's a lot of there's a lot of um, raising money <laughs> or finding or finding people finding great people. Right, um, is another part of it. I I, I guess it's a little reductive of me to say it's just raising money. Um, you know, Man Baby is not just me, right? And it and it's it's all the people that I've you know, like your podcast, let's gather, like I've gathered these people together uh, who want to work on this vision uh, of this, this crazy story, this funny story. Um, and they do it not, not for what they should be being paid, you know, not, not for what they're worth. They're very, very talented uh, technicians and actors and even people that gave us locations. You know, we had different locations. We had a comedy club, we had a restaurant, um, people uh, just give us these things because they want to support the arts. They want to help support, you know, my vision. And, and uh, so, so it's meeting people and talking to people and, and trying to make those things happen too. Yeah. It was a big part of this movie for sure. Got it. So what goes into like talking to people in terms of like, I'm not going to say like convincing them about your movie, but like walking them through the whole process of letting them use or like having them give them time with, with their talents. Yeah. Like? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of it is, is you know, sadly, it, it kind of relates to the movie because it's a little bit of manipulation, right? It's a little bit of, it, the, the movie is about this man who is manipulating his wife and he's doing it with lies. And um, that's, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you shouldn't do that. Um, and so, you know, unfortunately there is there is a manipulation that you have to do as the as when you're producing a low budget movie um but hopefully you do it in a transparent way i, I feel like i was always really upfront with everyone you know when we were making the movie that hey you know not, this might never this this might never be anything <laughs> you know this this might be something that just goes away um but there is a chance that it won't and i'm and i'm kind of shepherding it and so i think you know it's it's a little bit of of just kind of you know, selling yourself in a way it's kind of, it's kind of selling, selling that I'm, I'm going to shepherd this to the end. Um, and I think selling the project, you know, it, it's going to be funny. It's going to be quality. Um, you know, that, that sort of pers 
you know, persuasion, manipulation. I don't know where the, where the line is on that. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy, but it is at the end of the day, just kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it makes sense. It reminds me of Lil Dicky. We had the video, make this money where, no, no, save this money where he tried to, where his, the whole concept is going to different locations. Or like different people like, hey, can I break off Ferrari for the video? I don't have to do much. Or like, hey, can I break out the space? Or go to somebody else's um music video. Like, hey, can I use your music video real quick for my mm-hmm. music videos? So I'm like, I can see how like that's how like um speaking is, and it, like talking to people. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm a I'm a super like positive, optimistic <laughs> person. I think you know, in general, it seems like you are too from the podcast I listen to, and it's like if if you just uh, you know, pe- people usually want, people are interested. I mean, there's another side to that too, right? I do see that people, are, people are interested in, Hey, what can I get out of it? Right. Yeah. People are selfish. Um, and we have to admit that, but I think also most people want the best for, for each other. Um, humans are social creatures. I think that was a line in the movie, but, uh, I think we cut that. Um, but humans are social creatures. And so like, it, you know, building a community is, is beneficial to everyone. So it, it's selfish, but it also benefits. So, yeah. Yeah. I would say like, if it's always like that pain of forward where you're not, we do something good, like, or nice or good. And per se, it's not like the same thing back right now, but like later in life, something might happen for you without you even put input. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I definitely buy that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so with that, so what is the writing process like? So when you have your editor. Yeah. Writing process for me is I, I mean, I try to write like something like every day. Like I'm, I am a pretty, pretty uh, try to be consistent about like writing something every day. Um, when, I mean, I wrote this, you know, going on probably nine, 10 years ago. Now um, it was very different from, from what became the movie, but yeah, the process was, uh, write a little bit every day. At the time, I was working as a uh, marketing manager at an e-commerce company. So um, I was just like writing on my breaks and, uh, you know, sending it off to Joe, who's, who's the editor. And then he'd go and he would edit, you know, his, his role in the movie is editor. And that's kind of, you know, um, editor is usually somebody who just like cuts the movie on the computer, right? Uh, but his job is really editing throughout the whole process. Uh, we have a very tight relationship, tight collaborative thing. Um, you know, we, we've been making movies together for 20 years. And so his role as editor is really kind of different from a usual editor in a, in a more Hollywood movie, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And when you go to the actors and uh, talk about the concept of the movie, what was that, their, their first reaction? Uh, well, you know, that's, <laughs> we, but, so we had auditions for about, I would say that the audition process lasted several months, the way I remember it, you know, it's, it's gone on a while. This is a few years ago now, so I can't remember, but, um, it went on several months and we had a bunch of different choices, you know, and, um, it's kind of, this is kind of part of the writing process for me is that like, I need to know, like, um, I need to know who the actor is before I can write the script. And I, and I know I just said I wrote the script and then we cast it and that that's true. But once, once I've written the script um, and then I started auditioning 
And we found, you know, a bunch of different actors who could, who could work, you know, is like, there are maybe like three different Sal's and maybe I think there was only always one Dana. It was always just Sydney that I, that, that I wanted. Um, but once we, once we had kind of a, uh, a bunch of different actors, I, I was also rewriting and I was writing it thinking about like the actors and how they kind of were doing things in the auditions and, and kind of just from talking to them. And, um, and it helped me, I think, write a better script, you know, because I was writing the script kind of for them. Um, and that's what I've always, I mean, I've always done it that way as much as I can try to like write for the actor as opposed to like write something that's in my head and then try to find the thing that's in my head because it's, it's going to be impossible for me to find the thing that's in my head. You know, I, I think it's impossible, you know, maybe I get lucky, but um, for the most part, it's like, okay, I meet, I meet you Zeke. And it's like, okay, Zeke, I, I know you have a certain way of talking and you have a certain look and you are interested in certain things. And so I'm going to fit my story into, into you, you know? And so that's exactly what we did with the with the actors for the movie. And then, then um, with that, it becomes one that feels more natural, feels more real because they're not with it, while they're acting, they're also playing towards their strengths, which will come out easier and exactly. more fluid. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so so we did that, and uh, I think it worked out really well because everybody that's watched the movie so far has said the performances are probably their favorite thing. You know. Um, and I think that's I I think that as as the director, it's like I, I don't know how good I am at directing, honestly. Like I don't think I'm that good. I think I make a lot of mistakes on set, but I think one thing that I that I do do well, uh, one thing that this movie has is that the actors can kind of do their thing, you know, and I let them do their thing and I can find the things that they're doing that are funny and good and I can help them. So um so yeah, so they they deserve a lot of credit for the for this movie existing and getting finished and 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 being what it is, which is I think a pretty funny movie that everyone in uh, Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles should try to go out and see. And if you're not in those cities, that's cool. You can rent it online, Vimeo.com on demand, Man Baby. So yeah, check it out. And with it being in theater, how was that process of getting it? Yeah. So, you know, the process for um, a lot of low budget movies is that they find distribution. Um, they finish a movie, they take it to American film market. They take it to people maybe who they know in the business um, who are called sales agents, right. Um, who find distribution. Um, for me, this movie is made completely outside of that system. This is a completely personal passion project. Um, and I don't know any sales agents. No, I don't, I don't have any of those personal relationships. So none of those people know me. So none of them are going to do me any favors. Um, I bet if I knew some, and if there's any watching, maybe they want to talk to me. Um, Cause I am a nice guy and maybe, maybe my movie can help them. But, um, but I didn't want to wait. I'm not interested in, in sitting on a movie and waiting for um, waiting for distribution. Um, a mentor of mine always says, uh, success loves speed. <laughs> so as soon as we finished this movie, I said, I'm going to get it out there. I'm going to get it into theaters one way or another. And so the way that I did that was I just contacted theaters and rented out theaters. Um, the process in low budget movies, I don't know if you've heard this term, it's called four walling. So that's exactly what we're doing um, in those three cities. 
we're going to see how the how this works if we sell tickets if we get people interested um and kind of go from there nice and definitely and then before let's continue with that then it goes on another point so wait no never mind okay so you keep we keep saying like nine years yeah so, yeah yeah so we finished the movie uh really just a month ago i'd say like we finished finished okay um nine years yeah so I mean, we got to do some math here, but I think like the face, the Facebook page went live in 2013. I think I just saw that today, actually. So what's that? Uh, 2013. That's nine. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Is that nine years? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that's in the Facebook. So the, so the whole project is like a 10 year project then actually, because Facebook, Facebook page went live like right when we started shooting. So we had already like written it and cast it. And so that's like, a, that's another year behind that even. So yeah, so 10 years, so a decade of, of my life. <laughs> uh, a decade of my life uh, given to the movie, you know, the movie gods. Sorry, I, I have given them 10 years of my life. <laughs> but I have a great movie, so. And you, how do you keep you like, keep motivated during that whole 10 years? Oh, that's, that's a difficult question. You know, I, gosh, you know, I lived in uh, Seattle when we started and then I moved to Portland with my partner at the time. And then I moved back to Seattle and my partner and I broke up. Um, I got fired from a job in Portland. I couldn't find work for a while. I was completely I actually was completely broke uh, at one part in the 10 years. I had to like uh, get my dad to Venmo me uh, actual rent money. Cause I was, I was, uh, I had nothing. Um, I, you know, I run my own business. And so this is something that happens to people. It's a thing that happens. Um, and uh, so ups and downs of life, <laughs> you know, I mean, just like, all that's happening over 10 years as it happens to everyone over 10 years, but the movie, um, I guess like gave me hope right in, in, in those dark times, it was like, well, you know, like if I finished this move, like, and so I don't know, like, like motivation. This is another thing. Uh, my mentor, um, guy who hired me a couple of years ago. Um, he says, um, action creates motivation so take that for what it's worth so like life is happening and you know shit's bad shit's good the motivation i think is actually just like working on the project it's actually just doing it it's just like is it a way to get my mind off things maybe it's a way to be creative it's a way to like solve a problem it, it could be anything but you know the actual doing it that's the motivation Okay. Because if you're doing it, then you're finish one step and you see, oh, I got to do another step and then you got to finish that and then the cycle continues. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I mean, I think it's like, it's like 90% of it is just like taking that first step and then the rest, you can do it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like in science, it takes more energy to start than to continue. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And so what goes into the, the process of directing? Like, what is a director's job? 
what is the director's job? Well, I mean, in the case of Man Baby, you know, I'm the I'm the producer and the director, so I'm scheduling everything. I'm 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 I have a lot to do, and I would say that that role is it's kind of just like it's orchestrating. It's orchestrating and it's organizing and it's putting putting things in front of the camera. It's putting the pieces together. It's getting it's uh, you know getting people's schedules to to match up. I mean, it's it's pretty, um, it's pretty organizational, I think in a lot of ways. And then the creative stuff, you know, is happening when everything's been organized and, and kind of ready to go. And, uh, and it's keeping track of things, you know, on a kind of a basic level, just keeping track. Where are we in the movie? Um, uh, you know, it's, it's again, kind of going back to what I was saying before it's about like letting people like do what they do you know like letting the more you know the camera person the lighting people the sound people it's kind of like letting them do their job you know letting them um do the things that they that they want to do letting letting them be creative um and then especially for the actors it's like letting them be creative like letting them try things and letting them have fun and playing around um but kind of orchestrating the playing so that it's not totally like playing, you know, like we can't just, we can't just fuck around. We have to like get work done. And so that's, that is also kind of my job. It's like just to kind of keep everybody on task a little mm-hmm. bit. And, uh, and actually, you know, for this movie too, something that directors usually don't do, but on this movie I did is that, you know, I had a lot of people working on the crew who were, uh, Seattle Film Institute students. So Seattle Film Institute is a pretty big film school here in Seattle. And so there was a little bit of, uh, of me kind of showing people how, how to do certain technical things, you know, which was, which was fun for me, kind of get to teach a little bit and uh, fun for them because they got to kind of see how things operate on a set. Um, but that's not, that's not typical, you know, but in this case, we, we got to do that. And kind of goes back to what you were saying too. It's a little bit of the like give and take, you know, it's yeah. like they, they gave me time, they, they gave me their time and they get to learn a little bit, you know, so. So it's not like in TV where you say we have the director to see our action, then they do the on clapper and he has the, the microphone, the microphone. And I did not have clap. a megaphone. No, I did <laughs> not have a megaphone. I did not have a megaphone. But, but it is just like that, actually. I mean, yes, there is a, there is a pretty common, uh, yeah, it is like that. I mean, for the most part, uh, you know. Um, and usually I'm the one, uh, yeah, I, I, and I don't have a megaphone, but I am kind of the one that's, that has a loud voice and I'm kind of shouting over everyone because again, I'm trying to keep everybody on task. I'm trying to stop the playing around and get, get the shots that I need, that I think I need. And then of course, when I get into the editing, I, I say, oh gosh, (laughs) these are not the shots I need. So that happens, you know, a little bit too, but anyway. So one thing, how do you convince somebody to dress as a baby for a movie? How did I convince him? I don't think I needed to convince him. I think, uh, you know, I, you know, it's funny. <laughs> there's, there's footage of, uh, another guy who wasn't, there's footage of two guys who were not picked dressed as babies. Um, uh, Asa was, Asa was cool. He was ready to go. He was game. He wanted to do it. Um, he thought it was a funny idea. Um, he's a, he, Asa is a really creative guy. 
in general. He's, he's also a business owner. He owns a business in Portland, the fourth wall PDX. I don't know if anybody's listening in Portland, they should check out his uh, coffee shop. And it's a cinema bar that plays movies all the time. Really, really neat space. Really cool place. Shout out, shout out to the fourth wall PDX and Asa. He's uh, has a pretty big background in theater actually. Um, and some really kind of underground, some really kind of wild stuff in underground theater. So he had no problem putting on the diaper. Um, you know, he's, he's interested in, in doing new and creative things. So yeah, that was, that was definitely not a problem for him. Makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And I was reading like the press kit and you talk about your influence. So when you was writing it from, how did you get your own voice into it? And not just like, we make their influence. Yeah. I think, um, I think I just can't help it actually. You know, I look back on the, on the influences for sure. And it's like, those guys are, and people are just, they're, they're doing something completely different from what I'm doing. I mean, they influence me, but it's like man, baby. uh, Yeah. Kind of reviews are starting to come in. Like people are, people are starting to write about it, you know, and uh, somebody wrote, um, you know, this, this movie's one of a kind. And I think it's, that's true. It's like, there's really nothing like this out right now um, or maybe even since, but I mean, definitely right now in a, in a kind of a world of, uh, you know, so, yeah. I mean, maybe I would say maybe, you know, there's some things kind of like this that are like TV shows, maybe like a little bit, but I think in terms of just like a, a, a an independent film like this, there's really nothing like it. So yeah, it was easy to not just redo my influences because I think it's, I I just can't help it. I have a very unique point of view and I think it's, that's very clear in the movie, you know, Mm -hmm. that this is real out of the box kind of, kind of film. Cool. One sec. Yes. And this whole process. So why, so what was like the most stressful part? And then was it the most enjoyable part? Mm, I mean, it's interesting to think about what was the most stressful part. Um, there was a moment. It's actually funny. Uh, this is not in production at all. I don't even know if, if Asa, you know, who played Sal knows this story. But at some point, Asa cut his, uh, we were doing reshoots. So this is 2020, um, just a couple of years ago we had to do some reshoots and, you know, the last time we shot was 2014. And so his hair is different and you can kind of tell in the movie, like a little bit, if you're really paying attention that his hair is a little different in some shots. And, um, he, he really cut his hair though. When we, right before we were going to do some, some reshoots, like he shaved his head and I was, and he came to my door with his, with his head shaved and my, my heart just like sank and I didn't know what to say or do. I think, that was and because we were planning on shooting, you know, and so we had to like, and I, anyway, I think that was probably the most stressful moment for me. Maybe um, there were some other, like, I think there were some weird moments like um, on set, like having to rush some things that were pretty stressful because of actor schedules. Like I had to like rush some stuff in the comedy club that I wouldn't have rushed had I not had to probably the most fun moment of shooting um uh, you know that i can remember was if you remember in the movie the wedding 
sequence uh, was just a lot of fun. Um, it was like kind of like it was pretty quick too. It was like a quick shoot, and the weather was really nice, and we had a lot of people around. And um, I, I enjoyed the way it looked, and it was just kind of fun and funny. I don't know if that was really, and I and I guess like finishing it too. Um, the the process of finishing it, like the editing of it, is also like a really fun time for me. Um, and so that, that gives me a lot of good feelings. Um, the actual like day-to-day shooting of it, like in 2014, when we were like, you know, shooting every night for a month, I think, or something, um, was not, it was not super stressful, but it wasn't super enjoyable either. And that's not to, that's not because it's on anyone other than me. Like, I, I just don't, I don't necessarily like the like going on shoots. <laughs> I'm much happier sitting in my room editing and uh, making jokes with the editor, <laughs> I think, uh, than, than, you know, being, being uh, on set and waking, staying up late, you know, I'm, I'm not big into like staying up late Got it. sort of thing. Anyway. Yeah. I just had the thought that this is a 10 year process, like 10 years technology changed and you guys have research. So a lot of things are like, when we first did it, so like, how was like, how was that? Possible? That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good observation. Yeah, we we shot a, the original stuff on a pretty at the time state of the art camera, the Black Magic, which was kind of a new camera then. Um, and then our reshoots were actually done on a red. So um, it's it's a big technology difference, but in terms of like capturing the image, like the the red is uh, you know. I, I guess, you know, red's like maybe like an eight, maybe that was an 8K camera. I don't know. Or it's definitely 4K. And the Black Magic is, I think, 4K too, but we were only shooting in 2K anyway. Like we, we always were kind of like, I was always kind of conservative about that. Like I was just like, okay, let's shoot it in 2K. So, um, and then, you know, I don't even know. I Actually, though, I might correct myself. I don't even know that the movie's actually in 2K. I think it just might be like straight HD. Um, but that was fine because so the red is like a giant image and you just scale it down to 2k. So good, a good problem to have, you know, better yeah. technology in the future. And then of course, you know, our sound was all fucked up. Like I, I gotta say um, that we, we should have gotten better sound on location. That's a lesson for all you young indie filmmakers always get good sound on location um, because you need it. And I didn't. <laughs> and so we spent a lot of time in ADR. So the movie, the movie sounds great. It sounds wonderful, I think. Um, but it's because of Joe and I being very, very diligent about re-recording things and making sure that things sounded good in post-production. Um, you can do it, but it just takes a lot. It takes a long time, and it's yeah. probably easier to just get it get it right the first time as opposed to trying to redo it. Yeah, I remember reading something. We have time to do it. If you have time to, if you don't have time to do it twice, to do it right. Exactly. I like that. I have to remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so after like a movie is finished and everything processed, like what's that feeling like of like relief? Oh yeah, that is that is a good feeling for sure. Um, <laughs> I I will I hate to be vulgar. The you know the, a, a, you've seen the movie and you know it's it seems like it's kind of vulgar, but it's really not a vulgar movie. 
it's not a movie uh, that you couldn't show a 13 year old. I think uh, it's a, it is a family movie in a lot of ways. Um, it's, it's strange, but it's not obscene in any way. But uh, the thing I'm going to say is a little obscene. It, when you finish this movie, it feels like you've taken the biggest dump <laughs> and it's just like, woof, it's out. <laughs> you know, you, you've made this Bob movement and it's, it's uh, done and you can go to sleep. Like I, that's the only thing I can, it's a satisfaction like that. It's a satisfying feeling. And then when you're shooting, so like camera angles, what's like the process of choosing those? Yeah, the process of angles for me, um, you know, I came a lot from the, the influences, uh, just other movies that I liked. I was thinking, how do we, how, how can I kind of copy that? Um, and of course that, those choices come from those movies telling a story visually. So I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to tell a story visually. I wanted to find the best camera angles and shots to, to tell my story. Um, I did not make any storyboards. Um, we kind of found the shots uh, in a kind of a pre-planning week where we just spent the week in the location shooting what we were going to shoot. Um, and then once we were going to shoot, then we had a more, we, we knew, okay, this is how things are going to be set up. And, and then we shot what we shot. We shot it again, you know? So it was like a, almost like a visual storyboard, I guess, you know, so that we were all kind of familiar with where the camera was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, but of course, what was nice is a lot of that's a lot of the movies handheld. And so we could kind of just move the camera, uh, you know, wherever we wanted, <laughs> wherever, wherever the actors, wherever it felt right, we could do that sometimes. Um, I, I don't typically like to plan out a lot of that too, too much because um, I, I just want the actors to, to be free. I don't want them to feel like they have to, you know, they, they do have to hit their marks when we start to kind of get things into it. But um, when we're first planning it out, like I would just want them to say like, okay, well, what would, what would Sal do? What would, what would they do? Um, and of course I, I get a little too loosey goosey and that does cause problems in the editing for sure. But, um, but it's, it's more rewarding to have those good performances than, you know, than anything else for, for me, for what I'm looking for. I want those good performances, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, so for me, I usually do for storyboards, I usually do, I use words. So that help uh -huh. me organize it and just like order that I want. And then I get the images later. Right. Right. To. Yeah. 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 I had, I kind of do that too in a lot of ways, like a, sh like a shot list, you know, like yeah. I kind of think about it as a, okay, I, I'm going to cut here. I'm going to cut here. I'm going to cut here. You know, try to at least. Right. So for you, it's more of like seeing, I guess that's, that has this positive where you can see the um, location first and then you can plan for it. So then you you know what you're working with instead of um, exactly you have a plan. And now you're just like, oh, it does not work here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I always, always want to kind of know my location. If I can know my location when I'm writing, that's even better, you know? Yeah. Which, which for this, I it was like 50, 50, like I kind of had an idea of the location, but I didn't actually have it locked down. So <laughs> it was, uh, the location was a good find for sure. So before I forget, I want to ask about like when you were three, you first made like your first movie and that was film. So film cost a lot back then. <laughs> well, not my, my, my first movie was like, like I said, like I was three years old. My dad, 
you know, that was like, that was pretty cheap, I guess, you know, yeah. it was like eight millimeter. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was real film, you know, it's kind of, kind of interesting. Yes. So I, I think you said it before, but what do you want people to take away from the movie when they watch it? You know, what I want uh, for this for this movie is for people to laugh. I, I just want to make people happy. I just want to entertain them. You know, I think that's the big thing. Um, I kind of, you know, the other side of that is I want to make them squirm a little bit. I want to make them a little uncomfortable. And the, the, um, the benefit of laughing and being uncomfortable is also thinking. Mm-hmm. I want people... I want them to watch it and I want them to say, Oh, I'm thinking about things in a little bit of a different way, whether that's relationships with their children, relationship with their spouse, relationships with their boyfriend, girlfriend, relationships with older folks, maybe, because we know there's, there's aging in this movie. Um, That's, that's the ultimate goal of like making them laugh and making them a little uncomfortable. Hmm. Got it. And so you personally, you stuck with like this kind of field throughout your whole life. What kind of like kept you with it? Yeah. The, the answer to that question is, you know, the deep, dark, psychological things that drive me. You know, I, I, um, I uh, have, have been driven by things I don't even understand, <laughs> you know. I, I think that the, the biggest thing though, for me, like the, the most like um, superficial thing, right. Is like, when I look at the world, uh, a lot of the world, I don't like, I, I, I get a little sad about the state of things, you know? Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter your political persuasion. It's like sometimes just people, people being mean to each other is just, unfortunate and and it's and it's been that way i think my whole life like it's nothing new it's like they were always bullies right there were always uh just people who were not empathetic who just didn't didn't care about the person on the street or the person who lived in their house even you know and it kind of just always bugged me and so movies for me is a way to get away from that it's movies are an escape you know that's why you watch marvel movies or whatever because you want to escape um, and, uh, so in my life, movies have been an escape and I think movies allow us to, or, or they allow me to create another world. And so maybe the escape into like the X-Men movie, that's not really the escape I, I want. Cause it does, it actually doesn't feel like, it feels like not an escape sometimes. Like sometimes I watch movies and I'm like, I'm actually not escaping. <laughs> I'm like back in this world that I don't like, you know? And so. I, I can create my own movie. I can create my own reality. And that's what I've done in man baby. And that's what I've always done in all my movies is that I'm just kind of, it's a little bit of an escape. It's a little bit of creating an all, my own world. Um, it's an ego thing, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of boosting up my own ego. Um, and I kind of understand these things and I understand they're not, you know, that interesting maybe to other people, but that's how I am doing it. And I, and I do think though, that with the movie Man Baby, I think it is a little bit interesting to other people. I think there's lots of universals in, in Man Baby, 
which of course is coming out in Seattle, August 17th and uh, Portland, August 20th and Los Angeles, August 26th and 27th. So if any of the listeners are in those cities, they should definitely try to check us out in a theater on the big screen. Cause it's going to look really cool on the big screen. And, um, uh, and in my promotion there, I forgot <laughs> what the heck I was saying. Uh, but, but I, but I am trying to, uh, give this movie to lots of people because I think that, you know, it will kind of resonate with more people than just me. You know, I think it is, it's from me. It's from my mind. It's my attempt to create a new world, but I think like there's something in it for lots of different people, you know, lots of different people. Definitely. Especially people in Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> but online you can watch it too. So if you're interested, if you're listening to this and you're saying like, what is this guy talking about? Definitely, uh, you can check it out online, manbabymovie.com. And when you was writing it, would you write it in with theater in mind? Because I know like a theater experience is different from like a phone or TV experience. It's definitely, yeah, definitely thinking of it like always like big screen, you know. Um, you know, we did a lot of like teasers that were like just for the internet, but the movie I always thought was going to be a, you know, big screen experience. And I definitely shot, you know, pick shots with that in mind. I think it is a different movie too. You know, I watched it a bunch of times on a computer and then I've watched it on a big screen. And um, I think they're both good. They're both valid to watch. I don't think it's like, oh, you have to watch it on a big screen, um, but it's a different movie on a big screen, you know? I think that's true for most movies, right? I mean, yeah. it becomes a different movie. And I guess a couple more questions and then we'll be done. So when you're rewatching it over and over again. Yeah. Like, do you like, is it every time you catch something or is it more of just like, this becomes routine? I would say. I, I still, I, every time I watch it, I enjoy it. <laughs> every time I watch it. And every time I watch it, I see new things that I enjoy. And that's because it is like this world that I've created. And I like going into that little world, you know, um, certain things like bug me, like little things that I wish I could do differently bug me, you know, um, cause it's a, cause it's a thing that I made and, you know, there's always going to be things that I wish were different. Um, and that sort of thing. Um, it, it, yeah, it could even get a little boring sometimes, you know, because I'm so familiar with it. But, um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, it, seeing it so many times, like, I, I mean, I think, you know, me and Joe, you know, we have to watch it the most. And I think as long as we keep, we keep watching it, we still enjoy it. So that's, that's good. <laughs> you know, we keep watching it yeah. and we enjoy it, you know? Um, but I do think for, even for an audience though, like you could watch this a couple times and see some things that you didn't see the first time, I think, which is cool. You know, um, I think most movies have that, but I think this one has it kind of some, some little things, some little Easter eggs. Nice. I don't know. I don't know if you notice, you know, there's a, uh, there's a billboard in the movie and a phone number. That's a little Easter egg that we might want to tell the listeners <laughs> look out for watchers look out for the look out for the easter eggs there's a phone number and i it uh it might work <laughs> when they call it 
So. Well, I want to thank you for your time. Yeah. Yeah. And the last question I have is, what would you name your origin story? Yeah, my, the name of my origin story would be. Uh, wow. <laughs> I might, I might, you might need your editing skill on this. It's going to be a, a long pause here. Um, my origin story name. And I've had the whole podcast to think about it because you told me it was coming. Hmm. Just a title? Just a title yeah. of the origin? I yeah. think it would be, um, you know... I could come up with some some funny ones, I guess. I don't know. I think it would be like uh, like like born silly or something. <laughs> born silly, born born twisted, maybe born uh, born 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 different. Born different. <laughs> born different, maybe. I don't know. I wish. I wish. I, I think, you know, I'm saying, I'm sitting here saying I'm born different. And I think, you know, we're all born different. We're, everybody's unique. Every, everybody's got, everybody's got something to say, you know? And so there's nothing special about me. Um, the, the unique thing about me just in this moment though, is I made this movie man baby. And so I really appreciate your time and appreciate being on the podcast. Cause it just helps me get the word out. So yes. Can't thank you enough. Um, uh, yes, thank really, you for showing interest. Yeah, really, really means a lot to me. And uh, this actually is the first one that I'm doing. So uh, definitely, I'll always remember it. Okay. <laughs> I, got a, I got a bunch more lined up. I got a bunch more lined up over the next month. So, But this is the first one. So I'm super excited to, to get to do this one and all the rest and, uh, and share the movie with people. So I hope, I hope people will watch it. Um, what, I mean, can I ask you, what did you think? Like, what, what, just in general, like some general thoughts? So when I first seen that, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to have to get used to this. Because I was like, okay, this is definitely not my element. This was like my first reaction. And over time, you kind of, I kind of was able to fall into the world of it. Interesting. 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 Cool. Did you, was there any part that you like particularly liked that you particularly thought like, oh yeah, like this is kind of cool. And then. Uh, I want to say that I think I still had to like keep watching like multiple times to like, for like, like, like um get the all the um ideas, but like sure. mostly for me it was just mostly like I get it now. I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. I glad you got it. You know, like it's <laughs> it does because it does. It kind of takes a little bit to get into that, and then once you're there, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I really do appreciate it, and yeah. So, and we're gonna be um. Streaming August 17th uh, on manbabymovie.com, which will lead you to vimeo.com on demand manbaby is where you can rent it on demand on August 17th for everybody who's not in Seattle. But if anybody's in Seattle, they gotta they should come down. Central Cinema, August 17th, 7 o'clock. And if anybody's in Portland, they should come on down to the Fourth Wall PDX, which is owned by the actor Asa Fager. Um, he's the main actor and he owns the venue that we're going to plan it. And it's going to be a free show. So anybody in Portland can just show up and watch this movie. And, uh, that's really cool. And then, uh, anybody in LA, we're playing two shows at the Royal Lemley, which is in uh, West LA. 
and it's going to be August 26th. It's a Friday, August 27th. It's a Saturday and both shows are at 930. And all those shows you can get tickets for now online. And if anybody wants to just message me um, at the Man Baby Facebook, they can do that um, if they need information. But you can get tickets now. And I suggest they get them early because we're going to we're going to sell out, you know, uh, most of these shows. So they should really get those tickets early. All right. Again, yeah. thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Zeke. I really appreciate it. Have a nice day. You too. Take care, man. That brings another episode of the Let's Get Podcast so close. Again, you can find more information about the movie Man Baby by clicking the link in the description below. This is the last episode of Season 8 of the Let's Get Podcast. You can find more information about my next plans with the closing episode that also premiered today. Hope you enjoyed the nice day and hope to see you there.